Nation. Welcome into another episode of Previewing the Pokes. Cowboys getting ready to kick off conference play against Air Force on Saturday. Going to dive into this week's game, take a quick look back, you know, at what's unfolded to this point in the season. But before we do that, joined right now by a very special guest, Mitchell Northam. He's the editor at Against All Enemies, SB Nation's blog dedicated to the armed forces. Apologize in advance. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but still wanted to get the interview out to you guys. Mitchell has some great insight. And, you know, I guess, you know, first things first, Mitchell, looking at this Air Force team, I know they had the one letdown against Utah State. But other than that, they've been really dominant. You know, for you, what's the thing that's impressed you the most about this Falcon squad? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I guess the the first thing is you, you got to look at the running attack. I mean, they've been just awesome on the ground this year. Um, with his Daniels at quarterback, you know, running that option. Um, they're leading the nation in rushing yards, um, second time possession. Um, yeah, they've just been great. And, I mean, aside from that Utah State uh, loss, you know, each of their other four wins were pretty lopsided. Um, you know, they blew out New Mexico, a uh, big win over FAU, obviously got that, that big rivalry win over Navy in Annapolis by a couple of scores. Um, and then open the season up with, with a big win over FCS Lafayette. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they've, they've really been impressive in every way. And even in that Utah State loss, I mean, they put up a bunch of points um, over 40. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the offense has been really, really impressive this year, um, kind of clicking on all cylinders. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think the offense is really what stuck out when – I think a lot of people expected the defense to be better for Air Force this year because they had, um, you know, a big storyline with them was these turnbacks coming back where, you know, basically some of these guys got sort of a redshirt year, um, you know, last season, which is a pretty rare thing at the service academies. Um, but, you know, they let basically – they were able to preserve eligibility for a couple all-mountain west guys. Um, and they have those guys back, and they're kind of getting a little bit better. The defense has improved. Um and has looked good outside of that Utah State game. But I think the offense is really is what shined. Yeah, you know, a couple of different moving pieces. Zeke Daniels has been dominant, leads the Mount West rushing touchdowns. Brad Roberts leads the league in rushing t- total yards. Uh, but, you know, aside from those two, who are some of the guys the Cowboys are going to have to keep an eye out for? I know I think they've got six guys already over 100 yards rushing on the year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times in these triple option uh, offenses um, – whether you're talking about one of the service academies or even down at Georgia Southern, um, you know, typically you have kind of your quarterback will rack up a bunch of yards. And then, you know, usually one back kind of leads the way, whether it's a fullback or one of the slots. Um, A guy who kind of broke out for Air Force last week was DeAndre Hughes. Um, He is somebody who, I mean, didn't, he played in just one game over the previous three seasons. And he's even listed on Air Force's roster as a wide receiver. Um, but he's five foot eight, and they've really used him like a traditional kind of slot back in the triple option this year. Um, so, you know, last week he had 10 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. So it kind of showed that, that he has some of that explosiveness and has some speed um, that can give you a little bit of a change of pace when, when Roberts or Daniels don't have the ball in their hands. Um, those two, I mean, Roberts and Daniels are going to kind of be your main guys that, that lead the offense. If Wyoming can stop them, they, they probably – you know, can wrap up the game. Um, but, yeah, there definitely are a couple of other guys um, that, that Air Force hands the ball off to. DeAndre Hughes is one of them. Uh, Micah Davis is another, um, and, and Emmanuel Michelle. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, they got a couple guys who are more than capable of, um, 
carrying the ball and racking up some yards and scoring some points. Zeke Daniels, obviously a big threat in the rushing game, and Air Force doesn't throw the ball very much. I think 33 pass attempts on the year, but whenever he has had to throw it, it seems like he's been productive. You know, completion percentage may not reflect that, but averaging over 11 yards an attempt. Uh, you know, with Zeke Daniels, what does he, you know, present as a threat in the passing game for those rare occasions when the Falcons? Yeah, he's kind of done. You know, it, it's it's sort of weird because, um, you know, usually Air Force out of the three service academy teams, Air Force is usually the one that traditionally in most years throws the ball a little bit more than the other two. Um, but that hasn't been the case this year. You mentioned, you know, they've only thrown the ball 33 times, you know, over five games. That's about, you know, six or so attempts a game. Um, but, yeah, Daniels has been efficient when he's thrown the ball. Um he, uh, you know, I think he, he's racked up, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to look here. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's got about 300 yards passing this year. He's thrown a touchdown. Um, again, I'm, I'm outside here, uh, outside of a coffee shop, so we got some things going on. Sorry for the extra audio. Um, no, but no yeah, worries. Zeke has been, you know, when, when he's thrown the ball, he's been, he's been really solid. Um, it's kind of that triple option setup where, you know, you, you run so much that you kind of get the defense, you know, crowd on the box a little bit. And, and then you can kind of take advantage when, when you have a passing offense that's, that's executed well. You can kind of sneak one in over the top. Um, you know, his yards per attempt stand out. You mentioned that, you know, 11.6 yards per attempt. Um, he's only thrown one interception this year. You know, that's improved from last season. I think he threw a couple picks last season. Um, and uh, yeah, he's completed about fifty percent of his passes, so he's more than capable when they just when they don't ask him to pass too much. Um, I think clearly rushing is his strength, um, but he's more than capable of passing. Um, you know, when they don't have to play from behind, and, and he doesn't have to do a whole lot from from back in the pocket. Right. You know, I think the bulk of those attempts came during that Utah State game. Promising for the Air Force offense that they were able to put up 45 points in that kind of game. And not just that, but show the ability to move the ball through the air. But on the other side of things, it also seems like the Utah State game maybe um, revealed a little bit of an area where uh, the Cowboys might be able to attack there in the secondary. I think they gave up, you know, close to or over 450 yards, five touchdowns through the that game. Uh, would you agree that if Wyoming is going to have success offensively on Saturday, that it's probably going to at least need to get going pretty significantly in the passing game? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um... – I think that the passing defense is definitely where um, Air Force has some things to shore up for sure. Um, they have improved a little bit defensively, you know, since since that Utah State loss. Um, like I mentioned, you know, they, they blew out uh, FAU in New Mexico pretty good. Now those opponents are not nearly, you know, I don't think up to par to Utah State or Wyoming. Um but they they've done a little bit better um, in in the passing attack. They got a they got an interception against New Mexico, so that was a good sign. Um, but yeah, I, I think for sure the the one hole, if there is you know a hole for Wyoming to expose, um, it, it comes in in Air Force's passing defense. Um, they uh, yeah they just 
it's like I said before, um, I think a lot of people expected Air Force's defense to just be better this year because they were getting back some of these mountain, all mountain West guys, you know, from the turn backs. Um, but it's taken a little while for everybody to sort of gel together um, and get after the quarterback like they did, you know, back in 2019 um, and get some turnovers like they did that season too. Um, so they're, they're working on that and improving, but I think, if Wyoming wants to expose or, or try to expose part of Air Force's defense, it's, it's probably going to be through the air. All right, Mitchell, that's all I got for the questions. Just last one for you. What's your prediction for Saturday? Um, my prediction for Saturday, I think, um, I think given that uh, Air Force is the home team, um, I will roll with them. But also I just kind of look at, you know, you know, both of these teams have four wins. They both – got off to good starts this year but if you kind of compare you know the the opponents to to the other ones you know Wyoming is 4-0 and uh, but other than that blowout went over Ball State it kind of struggled to put away you know teams that they really should have like UConn and NIU and Montana State uh, while Air Force other than that loss to Utah State you know they've they've kind of had these lopsided wins um, and they've looked really impressive so I think at home um Air Force gets this one. Um, I don't have a score prediction. It might be close. Um, you know, these these games usually between Air Force and Wyoming are pretty close. Um, but I think Air Force will get the upper hand. You heard from Mitchell Northam, editor at Against All Enemies from SB Nation. Mitchell, really appreciate it. Looking forward to a good one on Saturday. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Now, as we do every week, going to close things out by taking a quick look back as well as a look ahead to this weekend's game. First things first, if you haven't listened to it yet, make sure to go back and listen to the Wyo Sports bi-week special with myself, David Graff, and Robert Munoz. Really dive into the first month of the season for the Cowboys. So not going to do it too much of it here. Just going to touch on a quick, couple of quick takeaways that I had. One is the new contributors. I think on both sides of the ball, Isaiah Nair really stands out, as well as Titus Swin at running back position. Nair has 242 all-purpose yards and four touchdowns. And it's kind of beginning to – you can tell that teams are beginning to have to account for him week in and week out. Then over on the other side of the ball, Easton Gibbs, a guy who we have a feature coming out on that all of you guys should read on Saturday – He's really stepped up in various aspects, both on the field and in a leadership position. That's something a couple of his teammates have mentioned. You know, Chuck Hicks entering the transfer portal less than two weeks before the season left the Cowboys in a rough spot at linebacker. Not much depth in a position that was poised to be one of the deepest on the team. But Gibbs has really stepped in. A lot of teams are going to start focusing in on Chad Muma, as we saw last week. So that, I think, is going to be huge for them. Moving forward, another thing, too, that's it's kind of a negative to look at, but it can't be avoided. The Cowboys really haven't been tested yet whenever you look at quality opponents. I mean, they've had some really strong showings late in games. You like what you see from them. You know, three game-winning drives and their four wins. But you look at the strength of schedule, it ranks among the worst in the country. Um, you know, UConn arguably the worst team in the country at 0-6. Northern Illinois and Ball State kind of getting going, but not dominant by any stretch of the imagination. And then Montana State, one of the best teams in the FCS, but at the end of the day, still an FCS team and not one of the top you know, three or four contenders 
at that level. So really, that's probably the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to this Saturday is Air Force is easily the best team that Wyoming has seen so far this year. And that's going to be a, a common theme throughout the rest of the season. You're going to see a lot stiffer competition than we saw throughout this first month. So it's going to be a big test. I'm curious to see if, you know, some of these close calls were maybe a factor of the Cowboys playing down to the level of their competition or are they things that they need to be concerned about moving forward. So that's something to keep an eye on. Also, one more thing, in addition to finding ways to win games with their late game success on both sides of the ball, another huge part for the Cowboys has been the play of the secondary wasn't really an area that we thought was going to be a concern entering the year. We definitely didn't think it would be the strength of the team. Um, but for them, I mean, they rank atop the conference in passing yards allowed per game, only giving up 5.4 yards per attempt. So that's going to be huge. Unfortunately, not the week where you're going to see um, too much from the passing defense. I think, as we all know, Air Force runs the triple option attack, leads the country in rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns. So I guess on that note, we'll dive right into this weekend's game. Uh, First things first, uh, you know, it all comes down for the Cowboys, obviously, with their ability to stop the running game, averaging, you know, well over 350 yards per game on the ground for Air Force. And they've got a really unique attack. You know, you always have the running quarterback with Air Force, but Hazik Daniels has been dominant, leads the Mountain West with eight rushing touchdowns. Brad Roberts, meanwhile, running back, leads the conference in rushing yards per game. So really dynamic attack there. I think they've got four other guys that are over 100 rushing yards on the year. So it's uh, it's no secret what the Cowboys can expect as far as on the defensive side of the ball goes. Uh, As for Wyoming's offense, I think they have a really big opportunity. We talked about the strength of the Cowboys passing defense earlier this year. And if you're going to pinpoint an area on Air Force's defense, which to this point in the year leads the conference in um, scoring defense as well as tied for the lead with South San Diego State, in average win margin but defensive backfield has been a little bit of a concern you saw it in their only loss of the season against utah state gave up 48 points and also 448 yards and five touchdowns through the air if isaiah nair or aiden eberhardt is able to get going at the receiver position for wyoming maybe trayton welch parker christensen at tight end i think it could be a long day for the falcons and honestly very well could be the difference between a 5-0 and start for Wyoming and their first loss of the season. Going to close things out with a score prediction. I'm going to go Wyoming 24, Air Force 21. I think these two defenses, as well as their tendency to run the ball on offense, is going to keep it to a fairly low-scoring game. I don't see you know, either team really getting above that four-touchdown threshold. So I'm going 24-21. Wyoming Cowboys entered the game as of Friday morning as a six-point underdog. So interesting to see, but considering the fact that Air Force has pretty much blown out everyone it's faced besides Utah State, not too surprising there. Should be a good one this Saturday. Looking forward to seeing how the Cowboys fare as they kick off conference play. You've been listening to Preview in the Pokes. I'm your host, Josh Criswell. Make sure to go to yosports.net. For all your Wyoming football content, and also make sure to subscribe to the Wyo Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening. Ride to the brand.